Friday means food here on Afternoons and we have a collection of regular chefs and occasionally some special guest stars. Today is one of those. Asha Ismail Singer is the author of two cookbooks, My Indian Kitchen and Saffron Swirls and Cardamom Dust. She joins me now. Hello there. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Sorry for almost running you over on my bicycle earlier. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy little intersection just outside the RNZ offices there. It is, yeah. And um, yeah, it was, would have been a double disaster because not only you, but you were holding some beautiful treats as well. Imagine that. <laughs> I was. In fact, I was thinking, oh my God, um, would it, would, wouldn't it be a disaster if the, you know, if the lid came off or something happened and the cake went splat on the, yeah. <laughs> on the pavement? We... Um, We'll talk about what you've cooked in a moment. How did you learn to cook? Can you tell me some of, about yeah. your um, your background? Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up, I was born and brought up in um, Malawi in Africa. And um, uh, I was one of four girls. I am one of four girls. And we lived in Malawi um, from birth to about 16, 17. And um, my mum was always cooking. Um, so... Obviously, living in Malawi, things were not always readily available. So she was always cooking from scratch. So she'd, you know, she'd cook amazing food, um, you know, biryanis and curries and all that kind of stuff. But also she baked um, and, um, you know, she would make eclairs was one of my favorite things that she made. And she'd make those like it was, you know, growing up in the 70s, she'd make those Icarus shoe swans, which was quite sort of retro. But, yeah. you know, she learned all that on her own. And um, and I think if you think about Malawi, it, it was almost um, it was almost like New Zealand was, I don't know, 60, 70 years ago. There was nothing, you know, there was literally nothing. So she would just pick pick up all this stuff from magazines that had travelled from, you know, from the UK or even Germany. Um, There was this magazine called Birda. Uh And, um, you know, uh, and I think at that time they used to have a little section at the back with cooking and stuff. So anyway, that's how she sort of learned. And she had four girls. So, you know, it was always... um, you know, wanting to, uh, needing to feed someone at some point. So, yeah. And I say, you know, fusion cooking is very trendy, but that's true fusion, right? When you find yourself in a different country. Yes. With limited means. Yes. Taking your influences from wherever they come from. That's right. That's right. So it was, um, yeah, mum was doing fusion before fusion was, <laughs> was a thing, yeah. you know, which was, which was amazing. And, and I don't think, I, I didn't actually realise until I moved, we all moved to the UK because um, politically Malawi was unstable, and then um, it was it was when we got to the UK. My my twin and I, I've got a twin sister. Uh, we were the oldest. Mum and Dad were were working, so we would come home after college or, or whatever, you know, wherever we were, and I would start cooking the family meal, and and I kind of really enjoyed that. It was my therapeutic yeah. way of doing things. So yeah. Wow. How did you How did you end up in New Zealand? So after uh, we went to the UK, I um, studied fashion for a little while because that was my, (laughs) I wanted to be a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. But I kind of felt, uh, went through a a sort of a rough time in my, in my teenage, sort of late teenage years. um, And then realized that actually fashion was quite a fickle industry. And I, I what I really wanted to do was travel and help people. Um, at the time, it was things like um, Red Cross or, mm. you know, things like that that I wanted to do. So I thought, right, what can I do that will make me get there? 
um, nursing. <laughs> so I went off and, and, huh. and did my nursing. Um, and then with the nursing, I ended up um, uh, coming to New Zealand. Yeah. Never made it to the Red Cross, <laughs> which is a shame. But, you know, uh, but I did my thing, you know, to help people. So. so when we look at your recipes and your style of cooking in your two cookbooks so far, can you see any of that um, influence of your mother, Africa, Malawi, anything mm. in there? Or is it more pure sort of Indian cooking? Um, so no, there's, yeah, there's definitely influences from, from mum. So my first cookbook, My Indian Kitchen, was dedicated to mum because it was all the recipes that we grew mm. up with. So a real mixture of East and West. So when you think about Indian food, it's almost, um, uh, it's, it's so regional and it's yeah. so, you know, because India is such a big country. I've never been myself. <laughs> um, dad left there when he was one. Um, and moved to Africa when the partition was happening. So this was in the 40s. Um, So food and recipes and spices and everything go down, you know, with with people that emigrate. So... um, uh, so, so my cuisine is an immigration cuisine of sorts, but um, the influences—I I guess no Malawi influences—because mm. um, you know we we took our spices and our yeah. recipes and, and cook with those. But definitely, uh, definitely a bit of East and West. Because then when I came to New Zealand, you know I loved pavlova and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and uh, and I've and I've put in you know those Eastern touches. Yeah. And so we're talking about sweets today. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. A lot of focus on the savoury Indian foods, which I love. I'm yes. a huge fan of yeah. uh, curries yeah. and, um, uh, and rice-based dishes. But, um, yeah, tell me about what – you actually got two recipes today. And should we start with this one? Because it seems a very simple recipe, carrot halva with mascarpone. Yes. So carrot halva is one of those amazing recipes that just takes me back to my childhood – it's actually one of my favourites. I don't make it very often because it is quite sweet. Mm. But to cut through the sweetness, um, I would usually serve it with mascarpone or ice cream or mm-hmm. cream. You can have it hot. You can have it cold. You can have it room temperature. It's just gorgeous. Um, I don't know whether you've ever tried it. No. But I would love you to, to try this. I've yeah, got a, got a spoon. Don't ask me twice. Yeah. <laughs> You've forgiven me for almost running you over. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to describe it. We've got two. They're almost sort of like... Um, Molds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say kind of um, unstructured cupcakes. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and, they're, and, they're, and they're orange. Um, some You can see some pieces of carrot in there as well uh, as, um, I guess, what the, it's the milk. Um, and then you've decorated them with some uh, flower petals as well. Yeah. And they're quite, a, quite firm as I dig into them with the spoon, maybe like a, like a kind of a firm rice dish. Yes. Um, I'm going to try it now. <laughs> Mm. Not everybody's, you know, sort of, it is quite sweet. And sorry, I don't have any mascarpone today, but. No, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It it doesn't have any rice in it, but it does remind me of that kind of rice pudding sort of genre. Yes, Mm. yes. And it's just one of those things. Lovely texture. Yeah, you don't need too much. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll have a small amount with a bit of mascarpone or some ice cream and it is I love it. I think it's delicious. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. You don't, and you don't think of carrots necessarily. I mean, I know they're in there. I guess they're giving a bit of sweetness and, and texture. Yes. Body. Yes. Let me add one more time. That's um, quite more. <laughs> mm. 
You tell us how to make it. Yes. <laughs> so it's literally um, grated carrots. So it's about 250 grams of carrot in there. Uh, you grate that up, put in, uh, in, in a pot on the stove, um, five cups of milk. Uh, I tend to use um, what I've got. So, I'll, you know, we, we just use um, semi, uh, semi-skimmed milk or light blue mm-hmm. um, and put that um, on there on the stove on a sort of a medium heat and um, let the carrots cook down until all that milk has um, been absorbed. And it, mm. it, yeah, wow. so it takes a good, a good sort of thirty odd minutes. Yeah, the, the um, sorry, the um, the grated carrot just soaks that milk up, doesn't yep, it? Yep, mm. yep. So it cooks right down. The milk evaporates. You've got you've got nothing left. So, but you've just got to be careful when you when you're cooking this. Don't. You know, leave it and walk away because mm. it'll catch at the bottom. Stir, stir, stir. Yeah, keep stirring occasionally, but just keep an eye on it. So I was doing it last night while I was cooking dinner so I could do, mm. you know, both together. Um, and then uh, once that's done um, and the milk's evaporated, you you add in about 75 grams of butter. Mm-hmm. Um, the recipe calls for 175 grams of sugar, but I actually just put 150. You could almost put a little bit less if you wanted. Yeah. So you put the butter and the sugar together and, again, um, watch it at this stage, cooking it on a medium heat until the um, sugar caramelizes, the butter's been absorbed. Mm. Um, You'll know right at the – when you're cooking it, you'll know that it's done because – um, when you put the butter and the sugar in, it's still quite a sloppy sort of a mixture. Yeah, it becomes uniform. Um, yeah, and then it just becomes nice and, you know, um, firm or firm-ish. Um, yeah, and then it's ready. And then um, I just put it in moulds, but you can put it in, in little dishes and, and serve it with, you know, like I said, mas- mascarpone or um, – um, and that just cuts through the the sweetness. Yeah. Um, Something with a bit of sourness, eh? Yeah, you can. Um, I did add, sorry, I um, forgot to say, um, cardamom pods in there. Mm. Um, you can add cardamom. Uh, you can add saffron, uh, p- uh, pistachios, raisins. Mm. But I just think that overwhelms all the flavors. I just like the pure carrot yeah. and the butter and the sugar. And I just think it, it, it just works for me. It, it's very impressive, but... Te- technically, it's not too tricky. No, not at mm. all, not at all. And I just think it's it's one of those dishes that people will look at and say, mm, "Not sure about that," or try it and say, "Oh my god, it's too sweet." But you can, you know, you can adjust the sweetness. And if you serve it with, you know, with ice cream, it's it's perfect. Mm. Um, but uh, but I think it's one of those um, sweets that is really underrated. Um, and, and I don't think Westerners know it that well. Yeah. So I thought it really needs a plug. <laughs> Thank you. Carrot Harvard with Mascarpone. Uh, it's on our website if you'd uh, like to follow the recipe along at home. And maybe we'll just do the short version uh, of Frosted Blueberry and Chai Loaf. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about this one. So this is a lovely chai-flavoured tea loaf. Um, and it's um, it's basically... You use milk uh, with chai-flavoured tea bags, but you can add extra um, uh, spices if you want, so mm. cardamom or cloves. Uh, and, Ch- and, chai is this Indian tea, really, eh? Yeah. Some woody spices. and it, Yeah, it yeah. is. So cinnamon and cardamom yeah. and um, and cloves. Um, so it's got the chai, the chai sort of tea flavours. Um, I mean, there's an interesting thing about chai. Chai actually means tea. Mm-hmm. So chai tea is 
TT. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't, yeah. but it's, it's one of those things that is just stuck. But yeah, so um, you, you boil the milk with the chai tea bags. Uh, you need about 100 mils. Uh, and then you cream um, butter and eggs um, together. Uh, and then you put your flour and your baking powder um, and um, and um, some oil and some uh, of the f- of the tea, you know, the chai tea, mm-hmm. um, and then um, add some blueberries in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whiz it up, putting put it in the oven. It takes about forty five fifty minutes to cook, uh, and then for the icing, which is stunning, it's a stunning color. Um, yeah. Is literally blueberries and um, icing sugar. Whizzed up together. Yeah, that is it. And it just gives a stunning colour. You can do it with raspberries as well. So just use raspberries to replace the blueberries and then it gives you a shocking pink, um, uh, you know, icing on top. So it's such an easy cake to make. It's sitting next to me. It's extremely impressive. And then you just have it to slice with a cup of tea yeah, or a slice, coffee. Yeah, slice with a cup of tea, like a morning tea thing. So that would be perfect for you when you finish, <laughs> when you finish here. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a lovely tea. And I, I, I'm, it, and that's from Saffron Swirls and Cardamom Dust. So it's a lovely tea cake. And I just kind of felt um, uh, all those flavours. And, and that's the book um, that I created with... Um, Desserts and baking, but with spice. Mm. So I, you know, incorporated the, the the chai flavors with it, and it just works beautifully. Uh, the other book is My Indian Kitchen, and you're working on a third. I am working on a third. Yeah, we've just finished the photography. Um, we're at the design stages at the moment, and oh my god, it's going to be stunning. It's it's I'd, I'd say probably my, my best work yet. Oh gosh, <laughs> mix of savory and sweet. Yes, yeah. So more on the lines of the first book uh, of My Indian Kitchen. Um, you've got the, the small um, sweet section, but it is it's uh, even the concept is amazing. I can't talk too much mm. about it, but the concept is amazing. Oh, let's get you back in when it's uh, ready to launch. Yes, definitely. Thanks no, so much. Great. Ashia smells singer. Those recipes and some photos are on our website rnz.co.nz slash jessie.